Welcome back to Hero Cravings, the multiverse where we cover and break down all Marvel TV shows, Gotham and Krypton, episode to episode, for you the listener. As always, I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, with my good friend and co-host, the man himself, Mr. Chris Rivers. I would not have taken the money. What money? I'm referring to this week's episode. Oh. <laughs> oh, but, you know, we're going to get there. Because I would have taken the money, because it's you know it's it's a it's a principle. But before we get into the episode, we are we do have a big uh, action-packed episode. Uh, you know, San Diego Comic Con just ended. That is one of the reasons we are recording this late and uploading it late. We wanted to make sure we get all of the news that we need to talk about on here. Make sure it all came in and uh, rifled with. Chris, of course, has not seen. Or heard about any of the news, so he is going in blind. He will be hearing it for the first time amongst many of you as well. So this will be fun. Yeah. But before we get into it, housekeeping: don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast, whatever podcasting service you use. Don't forget to subscribe and check out our videos on YouTube.com/slash/NerdWide. And guys, here we go. Let's get right into it. With Cloak and Wait Dagger. a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's remind everyone too. I put a poll up on Facebook. Yes, let me actually, if you are not following us on Facebook, of course you can follow us at Facebook at nerdwide.com. I am trying to get to the poll real fast so I don't lose any time. Come on, low Facebook, there we go. Alright, Chris did put out on Facebook, he says, hello everyone. Chris here, just want to update you all what we have coming up here on Nerdwide. We're winding down our Season 1 of Hero Cravings. This is you guys. Um, and we're still working our way through Stage 1 of our Summer of Heroes series, focusing on all the standalone Batman films, which we just uh, just put up Batman Begins. Finally, some good Batman movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he said, leave us any comments with your feedback on the series and vote below to let us know what you want to hear about next. We also have a number of other things in the works, so stay tuned to find out more about those over the coming weeks. And the poll is, do you think we sh- so do you want to see a continuation of Summer of Heroes, or would you like a different specialty from us? And of course, your two choices are, keep the heroes coming, or change it up. Of course, you can go, the poll is live for five more days. By the time this um, podcast is updated, it will be four more days of... Uh, poll action, so make sure you go and vote there. Um, I, I voted, of course, more heroes because I'm a superhero nerd, and that's just who I am. <laughs> but, I'm, I'm know, good with whatever, whatever the people want. Yeah, you know. So you could say you're the people's champ. Yeah, I could call you Chris the Rock Rivers. I'll take it. So, guys, this is our 41st official episode. Quick recap of how the show goes down. Each week we go through all the Multiverse TV episodes in order as they air. We bring our thoughts and reactions to every episode, of course. We only have Cloak and Dagger for two more weeks after this week. Um, but we got some good news about Cloak and Dagger, but we will get there after the discussion of this week. This week's episode is Cloak and Dagger, episode 8, titled Ghost Stories. Uh, we did have a little bit more to talk about than we have in the past couple of weeks. And this one, and I, I really feel like I say this every week, but this was probably my favorite one of the series, this episode was. It was just really good. The pacing throughout the whole episode was really well done. We 
We got some things that came to light. It could have been a finale episode if we really wanted it to be. But yeah. considering we still have two more episodes, um, it was not the finale. So I guess we're going to find out what happens. But we first start off with Mr. Hess reveals to Tandy that her dad had a safety deposit box full of evidence against the Roxxon Corporation. But of course, before she went in and talked to Mr. Hess, we did see Peter Scarborough, the head of Roxxon Corporation, leaving his room. Uh, he, of course, was trying to make him go into silence, of course, just making sure that, uh, you know, he didn't have anything else that could hurt the corporation because we do he's know. He's creepy. Yeah, he's he's not a, not a good person. No. I don't know what his end game is quite yet. We still don't know what the, that oil rig was mining. But we did get a little bit of a hint. It's a little bit, it's toxic to humans. And, of course, we did find out last week that it is or two weeks ago, that it, the whatever they're mining down there or drilling for, it, it burns so much hotter than oil does. And that's one reason the rig exploded. But we had a kind of a little bit of flashbacks this whole episode. Uh, of course, we are celebrating, well, not celebrating, remembering eight years ago of the anniversary of Billy getting killed and Tandy's father getting killed. I mean, you could put it that way, but technically he kind of did it himself. But that's just me. Um, we see that Ty's mother actually works for Roxxon. Could have swore she was a political figure, Chris. Or is she going no, into she politics? Was a, or... She was an attorney. That's what it was. So she must be an attorney for the Roxxon Corp. Oh, that complicates things, does it not? A little bit. But... We see that Tandy, uh, you know, meets Tyrone's parents for the first time, but it was all just a ploy just to steal a badge so she could get into the Roxxon Corporation. She does invade Roxxon while Tyrone terrorizes Officer Connors while wearing his cloak and shows O'Reilly and her boyfriend his powers. Did not see this coming whatsoever. Because um, he said, you know, he obviously him and O'Reilly are pretty close. Right. And this random cop that, you know, was her lover, now is her boyfriend, uh, he said, you know, I could trust him, right? And she said, yeah, I could. Tr you could trust him. And so he shows them her powers. But I thought this was a really cool moment because we actually see Tyrone using um, his cloak for the first time instead of just looking at it. Mm -hmm. Um. But while this is going on, he is teleporting. He is mocking Connors, uh, all trying to get a confession out of him so you know they can arrest Connors. But while they're doing this, Tandy actually invades Roxar, Roxon Corporation and kidnaps Peter Scarborough and puts a dagger up to her throat, basically revealing that she has powers as well to this guy. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think this is good. <laughs> but um, we see that uh, with the effort of O'Reilly and the boyfriend Tyrone and the gang as I'm going to call them here was able to get a confession out of Connors O'Reilly does in fact arrest Connors um, but we see Tandy interrogating Peter Scarborough as well and he made a deal he said you know hey 
you've got all this information. Let me buy it from you, and we won't worry about this again. He said, you know, your dad wasn't this this saint that you're remembering him as. Um, you know, she walks off angry, and she cuts this little metal beam. And I was like, oh, okay, so she just killed him. But no, I guess it didn't. It was more, I guess, of a little scare tactic. What's your take on that? Uh, he definitely pooped himself because he thought uh, that building was coming down on yeah, him. Yeah, I did too. I, I don't know the the reason, the way they filmed it that way. Maybe it was a contingency plan. I really don't know. But he lived nonetheless. We see O'Reilly and her boyfriend at the police headquarters or the New Orleans police headquarters with Connors in custody being arrested. Um, but she does mention to her boyfriend about the heroes in New York and Misty from the Netflix series of our heroes and the defenders, you know? So, and again, another little callback to our defenders. So they are, you know, basically saying again, this is in the MCU, which, you know, I like that that we're still referencing this to kind of get people to say, Hey, don't forget we star in the MCU. Right. But, the end of this episode, you know, again, it could have been a finale if they wanted to, but Tandy and Tyrone go to the beach where they woke up eight years ago and they reminisce on that day, on the day that they just had, pretty much. Uh, we see that Tandy's mom is there as well because they're doing their own little lantern send-off service. We see that, you know, of course, Tandy's mom meets Tyrone for the first time here as well, but she grabs both of their hands for a moment of silence to remember our fallen uh, comrades, if you will. But we, when she does, of course, you know, if Tandy and Tyrone somehow get connected in any sort of way, they go inside their mom's her mom's head. But we find out that Tandy's dad was actually abusive towards uh, his wife, and which further, you know, incorporated what Peter Scarborough was saying. And I was like, oh, that's oh. not good. It, it gives us a reason as to why her mom drank so much. Yeah, it's, you know. Uh, you know, makes you feel for her mom a little bit more. And we saw that at the beginning of this episode, she didn't want to drink or anything. Cause she was, I guess, trying to stay sober for the day. I, I, I don't know if it was more so for Tandy or most or for, more so for herself, you know. But we... After this little vision, we see it was like, it was very well shot because like the whole little theater scene, and then her cutting the screen, then walking into it, and it goes into black and white and everything. I really loved what they did there. Yeah, absolutely. But we see when that's all done, Tandy is walking down the bridge with Tyrone behind her. Um, Tandy does, in fact, call Scarborough and takes the money deal in exchange for the evidence, which is what you mentioned earlier. Um, when we started this episode and then we see O'Reilly, she's getting really excited. She's calling out to her boyfriend, talking about pancakes. That was a big theme between them this episode. Um, but instead, Chris, she did not in fact get pancakes. She got a frozen dead boyfriend shoved into a refrigerator instead. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Gotta love it. Yeah. That was a pretty gruesome and I felt real bad for O'Reilly. Because I was like, okay, you know, she's we got a, we got a good relationship going. You know, she's finding out about these heroes, kind of, sorta. But no, her boyfriend is dead. And I'm pretty sure it was Connor. Somehow, some way, did this. He looked a little stiff. Yeah, he was. He was a little chilly, if you know what I mean. 
<laughs> um, ratings for this episode, 0.2 rating, which is steady. 0.40 million viewers, which is actually down 0.14. And next week's episode is titled Backbreaker. And Chris, upon further evaluation, we don't have a um, a finale title for the episode yet. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, so that makes me want to say that something happens next week, and the title for the tenth episode is a little spoilery, if you will. Yeah, but before we get into the news, which I'm really excited to talk about with you, Chris. Who hits the dishonorable segment of this week for Douche Canoe? Well, it's Connors, of course. Yeah. Uh, whether I don't think this is going to be the last time we see him. Of course, I'm, I don't know if I you're... Hope. Yeah, well, I don't think this... I think he's going to somehow get out of this uh, arrest deal that he's got going on. I think he'll definitely get it next week, too. Yeah. Do you think backbreakers about him? Probably. Good. Now, Chris, who gets our hero of the week? O'Reilly. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh yes! O'Reilly. <laughs> oh, man. Not the auto parts, but the uh, normal human superhero. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it goes without a doubt that this was our favorite episode of the week. Now, Chris, it is finally time to reveal some fun multiverse news we got out of San Diego Comic comic-con this week and to start it off with cloak and dagger we will get right into that we did officially get signed on for season two um you know are, are we really surprised though no not, no not at all um i'm you know i'm glad they did it what did it really that wasn't really a, a weekend announcement more so of it was you know kind of leading up to it but right. um I'm, my thing is, I was just surprised it took this long for them to decide, but I guess they're trying to build a little bit more hype for uh, their panel at Comic-Con. But our next one, Chris, this is a... We're going to go with Krypton here for a while. So Krypton Season 2 will explore more Adam Strange um, in his life. So that's awesome. But yeah. the, yeah. the supervillain has been announced. Who is the main oh. villain, you ask? Of course, it is the space cosmic writer Lobo, the bounty hunter. Really? Hero. Yeah, we're getting uh, Lobo as the as the villain. Huh? Yeah they they said you know during the panel that we are going to do a time jump as well, but we are going to Brainiac is still going to be in it as well what about as Dark Side. Uh, Doomsday will be in it as well. That's um, right, Doomsday. Yeah, they said, because, um, you know, he's escaped. We have no idea um, what's going on. I don't, I don't know why I had Dark Side on my mind. You must have been watching Justice League. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're also going to uh, explore Brainiac's home world as well. That'll uh, be cool. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to do this, but they didn't give us a... A time frame here, but they did say we are going to have a time jump between the last episode of season one and the first episode of season two. Um, I'm very excited about this. Uh, Lobo is a very interesting choice for a supervillain, yeah. especially like a main supervillain. 
So I'm kind of curious and really excited to see where we go with this. And of course, we are getting more Nissa, and you know, I, I yeah, can't complain yeah. about that. <laughs> so I mean, I'm excited. I'm curious to see what the time jump is. Uh, you know, where's it going to be? A couple of months, a year or two, or what? Because you got to think, you know, we we did leave the season with General Zod in charge, right? So, so I'm curious to see where we go from here. Um, but our next show we've got going on here is Agents of Shield. Of course, we are not getting any more episodes until next year, till next summer. But they did go ahead and let us know that the first episode of season six will be directed by Mr. Clark Gregg again. Cool. So yeah. he's he's going to be uh, back in charge for that little bit. And then we got some news, which I want to discuss with you here. Um, our good buddy Jeff Ward, who played Deke, has been upped to a series regular. Huh. So <laughs> I mean, I'm very excited. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I can't wait, but I don't... Um, I, don't understand how we're going to do that especially with how we were left with him you know at the end of last season yeah that's gonna be interesting yeah but he he tweeted out yesterday because i'm so excited i'm extremely grateful to the mad geniuses behind shield and he tagged the directors and writers there um jeff and jeff and he said to the cast and crew and the fans and everyone else many lemons to you all so Wow. I'm really excited to see where we go. Yeah, I'm curious to see how they pull this off. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand how they're going to do it, but um, it's going to be fun. I can't wait. I mean, I, I mean, I love Deke. I love his character. I love what he brings to the show. But with... I just don't know. Yep. Um, unless... I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. And then... The actual last news we have is from CW's Black Lightning. Oh, I that, thought it was going to be from Inhumans. <laughs> Come on, Chris. <laughs> Don't get me excited or worked up. Um, this is from Black Lightning. They did promote Jordan Calloway, who played Painkiller Khalil, if you will, to a series regular for season two. Okay. Um, of course... Uh, they did show all of our CW multiverse, not multiverse, Arrowverse shows. They put all of their trailers out for each of our shows, uh, including Black Lightning. And if and none of y'all, if you haven't watched any of them, I implore you to go watch them. Um, I don't really like how they did some of them, well, all of them, because they kind of recapped what things happened last season. On top of putting scenes and images from the, the current season coming up into it, so I was like, I, I don't, I don't like that because they're trying to build hype. I get it, but like they were showing images, well, they're showing scenes and little snippets from last season, as right. well as like having voiceover for this season of what's going on, and I'm just like, that's, I just feel like you just put a bunch of filler content in. Why couldn't you just give me? you know, a normal trailer. But, you know, <sighs> yeah, it is what it is. I'm actually, I'm going to Cameron Cuff, who plays Segel 
on um, Krypton because you know he he tweeted out a bunch. You know he's so grateful and thankful for everything that's that's been going on. Um, you know he he gave a little bit of a a little hero that came up his cape that he brought out during the panel. He brought out his cape and signed it for this kid and gave it to him. It was kind of cool. Um, then they had Cameron. He did tweet out. He said that my favorite scene to film was in episode six down in the catacombs, just debating the fate of the multiverse based on his one decision. Um, which is kind of cool. You know, he was, he thanked all of the writers and everybody, which I thought was fun. And then of course he got to meet Superman himself there, Brandon Ruth. Um, you know, and speaking of Brandon Ruth, Chris, uh, uh-huh. We did get a Arrowverse news for Legends, and I don't know if you saw this one or not, but Bebo will be back for season four, and that's all the news I have for you. Wait, you, you cut out who will be back for season four? Bebo. All right. <laughs> I love Bebo. I did too. And the fact that they had a Bebo costume made and walking around <laughs> Comic-Con this weekend was probably the best thing and the most Legends of Tomorrow thing they could have ever done. So, let me ask you this then. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to see the original Bebo? Or is this going to be all of them joining forces and creating the giant Bebo again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, in all honesty, I'm okay with either. Um, I, I hope it's the the latter. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. I love Giant Bebo, and of course he was uh, in the Legends of Tomorrow promo as well. Bills for the last season, but you know, yeah, whatever. Um, our Twitter question of the week is the same one that I was supposed to post last week, but I forgot because I was working. You know, one of these days wow. I'm going to stop using that as an excuse. But um, the question will be this week, do you think we will see a Tandy and Tyrone hookup this season, or do you think it will be next season? Um, I th- thought we were going to get a little bit more of that. We kind of did this episode with um, the mentioned Tandy. He says he's never had a girl over his house to his parents before. So, I don't know. But Chris, um, do you have anything else for our listeners out there this week? No. Yeah, it's it was fun. I'm glad we got a lot of news this week. Um, I wish we would have gotten a little bit more from our news, but I'm 100% happy with all of it, what we got. Uh, Of course, Marvel wasn't, like, well, the MCU wasn't really there this year obviously because of the the snap and they're not them not trying to give anything away right but we'll see what happens next year i can't wait i really again with our and i know we've talked about this and linked a little bit when agents of shield ended but i'm really depressed that or upset rather that we didn't get a post snap ages of shield moment yeah and i'll actually might get one though i don't know well, I'm still trying to figure out how they're going to utilize Deke yeah. <laughs> as it's as the... a series regular. I mean, that means he's pretty much in every episode. Yeah, and I don't because you know, last episode he disappeared out of the timeline. 
So that means they they changed the the future. Well, they thought he disappeared. Yeah, that's true. So maybe he just went to the bathroom or something, you know. <laughs> he had to tinkle. Oh, totally winks. All, All right, Chris. Puppets. <laughs> that is it for this week guys don't forget to share rate and review this podcast on whatever podcasting service you use don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms and take our facebook poll uh for chris and us so we can see what you the fans want from our future productions you can follow nerdwide on twitter at nerd underscore wide you can follow me personally at ty underscore haynes and you can follow mr rivers at mavtn7 of course, if you do follow us on any of those, make sure you let us know where you come from, what's your favorite show, and any suggestions you have for us. As always, I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, with the man himself, Mr. Chris Rivers, and we cannot wait to share our thoughts with you next week. Bye, everyone.